I'm Ingrid Delamar Kenny. I'm the CEO and founder of The Method. She's also my wife and she's the smartest woman I've ever met. First of all, she's my mom and she's really cool. She's all that and she's a superhero. Never mind CEO, she's gangster. This is the Pardon My French podcast. On this episode, you'll hear about wellness, fitness, Frenchism, and lifestyle, a Trey fucking chic gangster podcast. Hosted by fitness and wellness French hedonism guru and creator of The Method, The Body, yours truly, Ingrid Delamar Kenny, live from Monte Carlo, Monaco. On this show, you'll find a mix of audio entertainment, including listener and audience questions answered about health wellness, lifestyle, family, and relationships, and my French holistic tips to be healthy, have your best body, and transform both your body and your mindset into the happiest ever, as well as living la belle vie lifestyle like a chic French gangster. Hi everyone and welcome to Pardon My French episode 5. I am your host Ingrid de la live from beautiful Monaco. I have to first of all thank you guys. Um, I guess I'm kind of like a tech idiot. I had not noticed that you guys had left so many incredible ratings on the podcast and I am like a little girl on Christmas day I am so excited reading some of your reviews so I need to send a shout out to a few of you boss gangster is the title of your reviews by treats for the face Veronica she wrote my darling Ingrid is so informative about what to eat exercise tips with her method i've been following her for six months and she is a true gem thank you so so much i am so freaking humbled that you guys even take an hour or even like a minute out of your day to listen to my podcast i never thought that i would get so much support and love from you guys and that you would find value in what i have to say but i am thrilled and i'm definitely doing my best to give it my all. The other review uh, that I pulled out is by Wag Wags and she says, so good, enjoyed listening. Can you write a cookbook? Yes, Wag Wags. Actually, I'm writing a wellness book. Uh, I've signed a deal with um, a literary agent. Shout out to her, Dana. Uh, and we're working on it right now. She's actually pressuring me to get working a little bit more. I need to find the time to finish uh, some of my chapters. And we have decided to include something like 10 to 15 pages of recipes. So cookbook, kind is on its way and hopefully will be on shelves sometime soon. Uh, Another one is Texas real estate gal and she wrote, you'll fall in love. What a fun podcast. If you know this beauty story and how amazing she truly is, you'll be dying for each new podcast. She's a gem in the world and I'm so thankful she's sharing with us. 
I am so thankful for people like you, Texas real estate gal. I feel so humbled. Again, I can't find another word that you even think that way about my story, what I have to say and following me. And I really am working my hardest to make it worth your time. The time that you take and devote to listen to me, watch my stories, write me those incredibly supportive messages. I'm trying to do my very best, best to give you incredible content, valuable content and a different outlook on life that can possibly make it better. So I am thrilled with your reviews and for all other that left those 58 ratings and reviews, I thank you so, so much. The support is everything to me. It gives me wings. It makes my job no longer a job, but a labor of love and a passion. So I want to thank you for that. And I wouldn't be here without you guys. So thank you. So now that I got my shout out, and gave thank yous where they are owed, let me talk to you about juicing. I announced that I would be talking about juicing because it's become, it has been for a long time, such a big thing. And it is something that I feel it's time I speak up about. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, and I know most of you do, you know I am so against juicing. Uh, you know that I've spoken up about celery juice in my previous podcast. Um, and now I think I need to kind of be more specific about juices in general. I've explained that, for example, when it comes to celery juice. Oh, you guys should know I've been attacked by the celery juice patrol. Um, my speaking up about celery juice was like, a huge thing some people got very angry with me and said well did you read this book by such and such doctor uh, he totally healed my I don't know why like whatever condition and I actually never said celery is not good for you I think celery is an incredible thing for the gut but what I'm saying is that the reason why with celery juice you may feel like it's doing good for your gut is because you're getting 0.2% of the benefits of celery because as you know, when you pulverize a fruit or a veggie, you're pretty much taking out all of the nutrients, the fiber. You're taking out everything that you actually need. And so, yeah, maybe 0.2% of the benefits are left. So you never consume celery. So the fact that you're consuming celery juice, your little body's getting super happy, like, yeah, 0.2% of whatever is good in celery. Yeah. But if you actually read between the lines and listen between the lines of what I said about celery juice, I wasn't going on a vendetta against celery juice. Um, you would have understood that I'm saying eat the whole celery. And don't eat it raw because it's a cruciferous vegetable and that's going to bring your cortisol up because, you know, digesting it is difficult. So cook it. Cook it just enough for it to become soft, but not too much. So it stays green, vibrant and vibrant and you don't lose all the nutrients and antioxidants and fiber that's in it. So that's what I have to say about celery juice. And so let's talk about juicing fruit and vegetables in general. It is stupid. I'm not calling you stupid if you're a juicer. I am saying juicing fruits and vegetables as a healthy step in your life is stupid. 
juicing removes the two biggest benefits of eating fruits and vegetables and that's the fiber and the antioxidants. So essentially, it's leaving you with a nutrient supplement bathing in glucose. Glucose is sugar, in French we call it glucids, and fructose, which is not any good to you if it's not paired up with the fiber and antioxidants. So technically, when you are pulverizing your veggies and your fruits, you are stripping it out of whatever is good for you. And you think you're doing something great and that's a mental thing. Of course, juicing is better than having a freaking brownie or pancake in the morning. But if we go in a, a comparison kind of mentality, then we never make it. It's the same with everything. It's the same with ambition. Why compare your success to the next guy to make yourself look successful? There's some bitch out there that's selling a diet protein powder that has fiber in it. And she thought that shooting down inulin would make her fucking powder look better. It just make her look, make, made her look like an asshole. It's a little bit the same with juicing. You know, comparing it to I could be eating a brownie or a pancake so juicing is the better option, makes you an asshole too. So success of anything, business, branding, product selling, or dieting, or eating healthy, the process of comparison is a stupid process. Saying I'm going to eat this instead of that so that makes it a better, better choice is stupid. That's stripping you away from your intuition. I have a little bit more to say about a few aspects of juicing and today I'm going to talk to you about another hormone. So far I've been talking about cortisol. So yeah, I spoke to you about cortisol. I spoke to you about your ghrelin hormone, which is your hunger hormone. And we can't go without this whole equation although I hate equations, so let's not call it an equation, but hormones um, without talking about your leptin hormone. And the reason why I'm choosing to talk about your leptin hormone, and I'll explain what it is right now, it's going to make so much sense to you, um, is because when you're juicing, you're actually affecting your leptin hormone in such a way that you're affecting your cortisol levels in such a way that you're crea creating insulin resistance in such a way that insulin resistance causes fat storage and a heavier midsection that you would want. So I'll explain now. Your leptin hormone, which comes from the Greek word leptos, which means thin, incidentally, is the hormone that is your satiation hormone. And what that means is that's the hormone that neurologically sends signals to your brains that you are satiated. So very often there are so many factors that come into play when it comes to your neurons getting this signal. Oh yeah, Ingrid is satiated now. How do you get this signal? Well, most of, all, most of us will associate that with the quantity of food that we put into our bodies and the expenditure of our stomach. And actually, I want to talk about that, the size of 
you know, the stomach and why people get the, you know, bypass surgery to shrink their stomach so they eat less. But let's just put that aside for a second and talk about leptin. So satiation is not all about the quantity of food that you eat and it's certainly not about all those fucking equations of calorie, carbs and fiber and minus and plus and the square root of bullshit as I always say. It's actually taking into consideration many other things like the smell of your food, the presentation of your food and the chewing. Chewing has a big, big role in your satiation going into effect. So when you're juicing or you're smoothieing, smoothie, smoothie, you're actually taking that away from yourself. You're taking away the whole chewing part and the whole visual of looking at real food, not a pulverized juice. As a matter of fact, in France, a juice could never ever be a meal replacement. Neither would a smoothie. Those are the juices that usually are considered alternatives for children when the parents are drinking alcohol at a cafe or at a restaurant. It's like, yeah, the kids will have a juice and the parents will have their wine or their cocktail or their champagne. But never ever does anybody say, oh, you know what? Let me have a smoothie. Let me have a shake. Let me have a juice so I can skip lunch. That is an aberration here in France. And rightfully so, because a juice is literally a sweet treat that has no nutritional value whatsoever in a French person's brain. And I completely agree with that. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. If you are taking a juice or a smoothie and you're adding a protein powder in it, and I don't care if you're adding inulin as your fiber or you're taking a protein powder that has fiber in it. At the end of the day, what are you doing? Who are you trying to trick your body? into believing it's getting a full meal, taking that as your breakfast is bullshitting your body. And you can't bullshit the body. You can bullshit people around you, showing them your cute little smoothie on Instagram, but you can't bullshit your body. It's not gonna keep you happy and satiated until 1 p.m. And if it does, if it does, it's in the worst way possible. And I'll explain why. You need to chew your food. So not only do you need to be a little bit more French and chew your food slowly, but you need to actually have the experience of chewing so that the right neurological signals can be sent to your leptin hormone. Not to be confused with lectin, that's a completely different thing. Leptin, L-E-P-T-I-N. My mom always said, you need to identify the enemy to fight it. Now, I don't want you to look at your hormones at your, as your enemy, but you definitely need to stop looking at food as your enemy because we've identified our food in every way, shape or form or fucking equation that we, we could and identified it as not helped us a bit. Because at the end of the day, 
it's not really the food that's the issue. It's the factors that are inside your body and their reaction to food and how you entice those reactions, how you send those signals to those hormones and those functions in your body that matters. So when you think about leptin, your satiation hormone, you need to, first of all, be looking at the real fruit or the real vegetable, the shape of the fruit, the way you look at its color, the way that it's titillating your senses, your visual, the smell, because like juices don't have a smell, but a fruit has a smell. When I eat my blackberries in the morning, the minute I take a bite of a strawberry or a blackberry and I smell it, or even a peach or an apricot, I smell it. But the minute you make a smoothie out of it or a juice or a shake, it has no smell except for the fucking powder you put in it. Whatever powder, like those protein powders, I hate them. They're full of shit. They're full of gum. They're full of that compound that keeps the whole thing from dismantling into little particles. And then you're putting that through your esophagus which can create some intestinal obstructions. And it's known for that. You can go check it on the internet. All these uh, xanthan gum and guar gums, and even if they're deemed natural, you have to be careful that you don't consume them too much on a daily basis every day. Because at the end of the day, it's called a gum. Just the word itself is not right. It makes me think of chewing gum. I don't want that going down my intestinal tract and esophagus. I would be scared it would stick around because that's what gum does. And so when you're trying to add your, you know, collagen also to your juices and stuff like that, I'm not so sure that you're realizing that you're only kind of negotiating with your body for a little bit because you read the labels of those collagen peptides or that protein powder you're adding. Even inulin. I never want you to use inulin in anything as a meal replacement. I don't like meal replacements. Juicing is one of those things that not only is stupid, but it's going against everything that I believe in when it comes to negotiating kindly with your hormones. You're stripping away the experience of chewing you're stripping away the experience of smelling. You're stripping away the experience, the visual experience of looking at a meaty, beautiful, colorful fruit. And at the end of the day, you're putting down in your digestive system glucose and fructose stripped away from all of the right nutrients antioxidants and fiber. So it's like instead of a win-win, this is a lose-lose. It's kind of a no-brainer. But I understand that people fall for it. it. It's been a trend in the States for a really long time. And it's also seem, it also seems like such a time-efficient thing to do, to just Take everything, mush everything because you're thinking it would be mushed into your, in your body anyways and, you know, bypass a preparation of anything. 
But if you think French, at the end of the day, it's about not being lazy with preparing, not being lazy with your body. Nothing comes easy. Juicing is still too easy. It's too easy. You need to look down at your plate and see something appealing for your leptin hormone to send the right signals to your brain, for you to feel satiated. Does that make sense? I think it makes sense. So it was important that you meet Mrs. Leptin. Leptin, if you should know, was the first fat cell derived hormone to be discovered ever. And I am so surprised that it's never spoken about by nutritionists and dietitians. They're so fast at talking to you about BRM or whatever, body weight, whatever, whatever, body mass, something, macros, calories, carbs, fiber minus the square root of bullshit. But they never talk to you about the leptin receptor. And I'm thinking that it's so wrong because if you only knew how the leptin receptors worked, you would realize that diet goes against everything that makes your body function right and in the right body weight direction. So you have to realize that the leptin goes back to your brain and that's important to me. This is why I speak so much of your hormones because it's what it's a region of the brain known to regulate the sensation of hang of hunger and body weight. And to me that's important because if you know anything about the method or if you've gone on the methodmc.com which is the method website, you will see the method as a very small logo and the biggest logo that you will find on the website is the mind controls the body. Thanks very much, Joe Pilates. He had figured it out over a hundred years ago when it came to fitness. I realized as a French person, putting two and two together, that's the only addition I'm capable of, that it is very much the same when it comes to nutrition. And while diet is about deducting, the French mind is all about adding. And so putting two and two together, if your leptin hormone, your satiation hormone, is a gene, something that genetically belongs in a region of the brain, which regulates your sensation of hunger and body weight, then technically, instead of going on a diet, instead of journaling your food intake, God fucking forbid, then what you might want to be doing is changing your mindset. And instinctively and intuitively, that's what the French do. Very often, they probably don't even know about the leptin hormone, but that's very much what they attend to. Because if you look at the presentation of food and the signals that they send to their brain by the quantity of food on a plate, they're telling themselves, 
they're telling their mind, this is going to be enough food for you. Whereas in the States, nobody talks about leptin. Dietitians and nutritionists are all about, oh, now it's the new trend. You're on a diet, but you're not really deprived because you're eating all of that amazing stuff and a lot of it, a lot, a lot, a lot. That's so fucking wrong. Because the more you tell your body it should be eating a lot, so here eat a lot of this, which, you know, is not carb rich or has less carbs or is carb free. Anytime you go and tell your body about quantity, all the body wants to do is expand. So when you tell your mind, you know what? You're going to need to look at something pretty in your plate, a small quantity that makes the plate look nice because anytime you build up food on your plate or you stack up food on your plate or you, you, you eat a huge omelette and you don't leave room for anything else on the plate, not even a small salad, anytime you say that to the brain, the brain goes more, more, more. And the body goes more, more, more. And that's where you go and wake up that ghrelin hormone, which is your hunger hormone. And to me, that all makes sense because in French, in France, without even talking ghrelin and leptin, it actually is really practiced this way. And you don't see anybody going hungry. I've never seen a French person finishing a meal even with the small portions that they serve and going for the bread. People usually go for the bread when they sit down and they're waiting for the food to be served. So that tells you something. The brain receptors of a French person in France are triggered completely differently from the brain receptors, the leptin receptors, neurological receptors of an American person. And that's because of mindset. That's because of mindset and constantly relying on a diet handbook, on a new diet, on juicing. It all goes back to that because originally I was talking about juicing and you may think I got sidetracked, but I didn't. It's just all related. At the end of the day, to have the right neurological messages sent into your body, and to prevent insulin resistance and to prevent the stress that this causes your body when there's a lack thereof of the right signals. So chewing, smelling, looking at the shape of a fruit or a vegetable rather than a mushed pureed smoothie or juice or shake. Anytime there's a lack, this is when the ghrelin hormone wakes up, your cortisol level shoots up, and insulin resistance happens. And fat starts to be stored. So obviously the discounting of calories and carbs and adding fiber minus carbs, I speak about this all the time, has failed to fight obesity as an epidemic. So I think that you need to rethink what thin is about. There's so many myths to weight loss 
and and I mean they're raging out there people still think you know what man, then if it's not about uh, it's not a carb deducting diet great genius it's not a calorie counting diet. okay genius it's still not gonna do it because it's still called a fucking diet and that alone is not working it's not working you're feeding your body a juice thinking you're doing a cleanse and let me ask you a question when you're juicing it is a fact check it on the internet ask your doctor ask your dietitian and nutritionist if they're not a liar they'll tell you when you pulverize your what your your fruit or your vegetable you strip it of its nutrients so all you're left with is the glucose and the fructose i repeated this three times i'm sure that you got the point by now probably hate me for repeating it um, but if you bring putting down your digestive system glucose and fructose as a whole without the fiber and without the antioxidants you're definitely not feeding your body right and you're definitely stressing your digestive system out because anytime your digestive system is put through the test of glucose on its own without any fiber to flush it out your digestive system gets stressed out and you know what happens when your digestive system gets stressed out your cortisol levels go up and you know what happens when your cortisol level goes up you're creating insulin resistance very much like people that have type 2 diabetes and what happens when that happens your midsection expands and stores fat so you you have a fat storage around your midsection that should not be ignored it's definitely something to think about and amputating yourself from of the experience of smelling a fruit because let's let's get this right when you're pulverizing a, a fruit or a veggie the smell subsides you lose the smell so pulverizing amputates you of smelling seeing the appeal of the fruit of the vegetable because we are programmed genetically to respond with um, pleasure to the sight of vibrant vegetables round beautifully round and even fruits or oval whatever the case may be whatever fruit supposed to look like vibrant colors but in their real shape and form not in the form of a puree or a juice water liquid is not appealing to your satiation hormone it's definitely not appealing to your brains either i mean no painter has ever painted a juice they've always painted fruits right there's a reason for that why does why if you go back in art ancient art even these painters were painting fruits fruit baskets and not juices why, why don't we have anything in the history of heart of art sorry that looks like a glass of smoothie that's because it's not appealing to the neurons definitely not appealing to the neurons so juicing 
is treating real fruit and fruit juice is treating real fruit for fruit juice, sorry. And so that means the glucose is, head, is headed straight onto your bloodstreams and the fructose is headed straight to your liver in excessive quantities. And usually you wouldn't even consume these quantities in their full forms. Because when you're juicing, you're actually consuming more fruit than you would if you were biting into the fruit and chewing the fruit. So now you have excessive quantities of fructose and glucose going to your bloodstreams and your liver. And the risk of that is diabetes, heart disease, and other conditions usually associated with chronically elevated blood sugar and insulin and insulin resistance. So to add to that, a good amount of the phytonutrients in both fruits and vegetables are lost with the fiber during the process of pulverizing. That is just stupid. That's why I say juicing is stupid. And that's why I say, even if you follow French etiquette, French etiquette itself is a leptin-friendly outlook on things because it's all about the presentation the taking time to chew the color of the fruit and the vegetable like in france when they serve you veggies they will never serve them the way that they often serve them in the united states like i know for example brussels sprouts if you go to a restaurant that tells you they have a side of veggies and they give you brussels sprouts they will burn them and call them crisps brussels sprouts crisps uh, excuse me, that's carbonized Brussels sprout with no more fiber or anything in it and tasting like fireworks or fire whatever, charcoal. In France, that would never happen. If the veggie looks brown or overcooked, it would not be served and if it is, it would be sent back. Every single veggie that's served, even in the cafeteria in my kids' schools, are vibrantly cooked. They stay vibrantly green and, you know, the carrots are vibrantly orange. Why is that? Of course, it's for the digestion, but the color. Why is the color of the vegetable so important? Well, that's because of your leptin hormone. That is, so the right, the right sensors, signals are sent to your neurons. The appeal already gives you 60% of the satiation before you've even inhaled the, the food or before you've even consumed the food. So imagine if you've already triggered your satiation hormone favorably before you even started swallowing food, Technically, you only need 40% of food to feel satiated. The rest was all about senses, smell, sight, taste, taste buds, chewing. This makes so much sense. So by bypassing eating of manufactured I want to say meal replacements 
or eating a muffin. Even if the muffin is made with coconut flour and um, sugar-free chocolate. Usually there's stevia and truvia in there, but you know how I feel about that. There's, there's you know, estrogen mimickers which fucks with your hormones too. But eating a muffin in the morning, even if it's a diet muffin or eating a pancake, even if it's a diet pancake and you've substituted uh, all of the ingredients to be almost carb-free, the problem with that is that you're still bulking up on stuff that doesn't look like real natural food to your leptin hormone. So that's why I always say it's so important that you look at real food because 60% of that satiation feeling message sends to sent to your brains is what it looks like. And so looking at a piece of bread carb-free or not, looking at a waffle or a pancake or a muffin, carb-free or not, is not looking at real food. And what's going to happen with that is that your body is going to need a lot of it to make you feel satiated because you haven't given it that 60% appeal. The body is created to naturally respond with a satiation feeling, a feeling of satiation to real food, real fruits, real vegetables, real protein from nature. I hope this makes sense. It makes so much sense to me. It took me a while to figure out the difference between dieting and not because I never dieted. It wasn't in my mentality. I wasn't taught to live that way. So it took me a while to realize why dieting doesn't work for so many of us. And that's why, because the mind controls the body at the end and the hormones are the, the sensors, are, are the, where the messages sent to your neurological sensors where they're created. It's in your hormones. It's not in the food that's in the plate. The food that's in the plate is an outside element to it all. Hope this makes sense. I sometimes work so hard at trying to explain things in a way that they would be so simple to understand that then you feel like you know exactly what button to push in your body to set it free from dieting, restriction, punishing it with very difficult exercise. So, yeah, let me say it. The only juice I fucking want is a splash of lime in my tequila and I'll have that with a rim of salt, please. Garçon. By the way, I realized that this episode is so boring without Gilles telling us all about his exes. I think we need to bring him back on so we can really grill him some more. Um, I want to answer some of your questions. And many of you had some great ones. So I don't want you to think that if I don't answer your question today, I dismissed it. 
but we don't want this podcast to be two hours long. Already Susan told me that she thought an hour and 30 minutes last time was too long. And if Susan thought it was too long, then it probably was. But let me go on to some of your questions. Um, somebody asked, how did you come up with the method? What workouts were you doing before? And that was Miss Made 32. Um, that's a good question. I've answered it before, but I do feel like I get so excited about how important the whole freeing your mind of diet is that I sometimes forget to plug the method and the importance of what the method is, the workout itself. The method was actually something that I created for myself. Um, 19 years ago and I created it it was kind of like an intuitive process as well um, what I used to do before was Pilates which was mat Pilates and that was 20 years ago uh, I went to uh, LA to dress a client because I used to be a, a fashion stylist and she was a gorgeous Latina actress who had beautiful curves but she did tend to yo-yo with her weight and when I arrived at the Beverly Hills Hotel to dress her she had dropped a few dress sizes so she had kept the gorgeous curves but she had dropped a healthy amount of weight that made her look so beautiful and sculpted and I was like wow what did you do? And she said, oh, I'm doing something called Pilates. And at the time, 20 years ago, no one knew what Pilates was. Yoga was the thing, but Pilates, no one knew. And so I was so intrigued and I said, well, I, I want to try. So she took me to um, the Windsor studio in Santa Monica and I met with the owner at the time. She was already, you know, like an older woman. Mary Windsor was an older woman and she said she was an ex-ballet dancer and that spoke to me because I was an ex-ballet dancer and I had never found anything uh, except for swimming maybe and still because it gives you the broad shoulders and um, but I had never found anything that could give me the same results at what dancing classical ballet dancing did for my body and Mary said you know what the Pilates is, is very close to ballet in the results and the spinal alignment even more so and being that I had had scoliosis that had been corrected by um, the wearing of a brace for four years which was a part of my teenage years that was very traumatic for me because it's also the reason why I had to stop dancing one of the reasons why I had to stop dancing the other one was that I started growing large breasts and I used to wear a Velcro band around them trying to hide them from my dancing instructor until she figured it out. I think my mother ratted me out because she was starting to worry about the growth of my breasts, you know, them being banded really tight by that Velcro band to, um, in an effort to hide the fact that I wasn't flat chested like I was supposed to be. Uh, but the scoliosis played played a big part in me quitting ballet um, and so when I discovered Pilates in Santa Monica I started training and I would go back periodically for workshops because 
it didn't exist in New York and I lived in New York. Um, and then Pilates started to take over in New York, uh, but I didn't like anything at the time that I could find in the studios. I remember at the time Equinox started a Pilates class and it was nothing like what I was doing in Santa Monica, which was very much the original um, Pilates I learned back then were very much an homage to Joseph Pilates method, which is what my method is literally based on the foundations of Pilates. And then um, seeing that I didn't live in Santa Monica and uh, that Mary also went more mainstream. She started to get on infomercials and wanted to sell, you know, her equipments and her methodology and then she went on to the reformers and I really didn't like what that was doing for me I uh, tried with a bunch of equipment and at first I started with a broomstick I remember I would take off the brush and work out with a broomstick uh, in my house and I created my whole method around the foundations of Pilates I read all of Joseph's, Joseph's Pilates very old books and on 40 movements that Joseph Pilates had created that I found on his book um, and based on what I had learned from original Pilates back in 1998, I created the method intuitively over the course of the last 19 years. And to me, it's still a cre in creation process because I'm still adding and I'm still adding to, to it because I wanted to continue challenging my own body. And I'm still challenged by the master sessions that I give to clients or that I give on the virtual platform. I'm still feeling it. I'm still feeling the burn. I'm still feeling the challenge of keeping my spinal alignment and working with my body weight. Um, but I created 348 moves that I took a very long time and it, it was a, a huge investment to patent around um, what we call now the reformer stick and on the patent it's literally a unique movement created around a plexiglass bar with certain resistance bands attached and that's you know the legal patent um, protection on the movements and that's how I created the method and uh, I get carried away talking about it. You guys are probably bored by now. You probably already all know this because there's a few interviews and articles that I did and I even wrote an article um, with, I actually didn't write the article, um, my beautiful friend Virgilia, who uh, is also a journalist, wrote this for Hedonist Magazine and then we posted it on the website. So this is a whole history of how I created it. But um, it didn't come to be the method and to be something it was I never had planned on putting the method on the market that was not my job I originally went to law school then I decided not to be a lawyer because I got a great opportunity in the fashion world and I, I had an amazing career in fashion and then I moved on to a little bit of PR and branding and uh, I was in Monaco at that point I had left New York and I realized it was a lack of real real fitness here and I felt like women were all coming to me all my friends all the people are admitting like what do you do you're not 20 years old how do you have this dancer's body and I would say well I'm I do my own thing and I would show it to one person and then the other and one time 
Sheila and I were engaged and he, we weren't even engaged. We were dating and he said, he said like, you can't keep showing everyone. Why don't you just open a studio? And I said, well, you know, the, the, the movements are patented now, but like, how do I make a business out of this? I'm not an instructor. And so I had to go through all of the, you know, all of the steps to do this. And I opened the studio and I trained instructors and I certified them and I sent them out to work in Monaco. And it became a big thing amongst athletes. And when that happened, when professional athletes and race car drivers that needed to be conditioned and tennis players that, you know, were playing in Wimbledon and the Rolex Masters were coming to me to be conditioned, I realized I was onto something. And that's how the method was born. But originally it was just to be good to my body, just to make sure I never so my spine collapsed back to scoliosis because it is now perfectly straight and I attribute part of it to wearing the brace but most of it to having a very strong core and perfect spinal alignment while working back muscles so deeply and that's how it was born so thank you for that question I know that I might have gone too much into an explanation I promise I won't again so I'll always have people refer to this episode when they ask again about the method. I get a lot of questions about skincare. So uh, I got Anna Katarina H, Nicola Doyle, and Lillian A20 saying best self-care tips. How do you stay motivated and graceful in anything you do? That was Anna Katarina and Nicola Doyle and Lillian said French beauty skincare secrets. What skincare products do you use after a microneedling treatment? And those are great questions. So I'm going to answer them now. The first for Anna Katerina, uh, self-care tips. How to stay motivated and graceful in anything you do. Well, first of all, it is difficult to stay motivated and graceful. And if you do look at my Instagram, I wouldn't be completely authentic if I told you that I'm always this motivated and graceful. I just post on Instagram when I'm motivated and graceful. And uh, it's not always easy, but I do. And I find that it is pretty much, it has to do with my energy. I decided to have positive energy and that is a decision. It's a mindset. It's not something that you just have or you're blessed with. You have to decide to have a positive mindset. Now, I have an advantage, which I don't wish on anybody, is that I had a very traumatic year in my life. If you know my story, you know that I was incarcerated for a year, ten, a little bit more than 10 years ago. And coming out of something so, so traumatic, you look at life so differently from everybody else. And so that's my motivation because having been to hell and back, when I realize that I have the freedom of making my life whatever I want it to be, of making my day every day when I wake up beautiful or not. And it is a choice. It's not a freedom that's been taken away from me at this point, whereas it was in the past. Then I already look at things like, you know what? I wake up grateful. So being graceful is about being grateful. And I have to credit that traumatic time in my life for that. I don't know that I would have this gift of 
um, being grateful of gratitude if I hadn't lived that way. I don't remember being as grateful before that happened to me. And so some people would attribute it to, um, you know, maturity in the past 10 years. But in my case, yes, of course, maturity. I was in my 30s and now I'm 41. But it has to do with I have been to hell and back. So I don't wish on all women to go to hell and back to realize how great grateful they should be and thus graceful and motivated but there's definitely something someone that's touched you in your life where you could be like well you know what I could be much worse than I am today and so already that gives me the motivation and the gracefulness in what I do and as far as self-care tips I've realized that in order to be good to others, which is now my life mission, I have a job where I'm being good to others. And it is such an honor. It is such a humble task to be good to others and to empower women, to teach them how much power they have on their body, how beautiful they really are, that I owe it to myself to be good to myself first. I always kind of say, you know what, to be good to my kids, to be a great wife, I need to take care of myself. And so the best self-care tip I can give you is to say, to be the best I need to be for my husband, for my job, for my kids, for someone you do good for or someone you take care of, I need to be good to myself. So for example, I allow myself an hour and a half during lunchtime or you know I, I like to do it during lunchtime during a work week because weekends are for my family and so to be able to do this without guilt like a guilt-free self-care pleasure I, I take on my own time whether it's my work time but I don't take on my family and kids time so I uh, can subtract the guilt effect that I would get like oh my god the kids and Sheila are home and I'm here at the hair salon but so I take my lunch time, for example, to go get my hair done. And that's my guilty self-care pleasure. And I shouldn't even say guilty because I feel no guilt whatsoever. And what I say to myself when I do that, when I go get my facial once a month or when I get my nails done is, you know what? I, I owe this to the people that I take care of. To be better to them, to take great care of them, I need to feel like I'm taking care of myself as well. So that's, and, and being graceful is about gratitude. I never forget where I've been and where I come from um, because I have to remember that I spent 370 days in hell and how I woke up those mornings and how I came out of that alive and almost, you know, unscathed. So I hope this makes sense. As far as French beauty and skin care secrets, Nicola and Lillian, um, and actually Lillian was more specific. She said after microneedling treatment because she knows I microneedle. Um, what I use for skincare, what the French tips. So I was very American in my routine. I used to use La Mer and I used to use La Prairie and the serum of this and that. And I had like a whole skincare routine. And I realized when I came to France that less is more. So I simplified my beauty routine as much as much as my makeup and I realized that the less I 
compounded on my skin. It's like the digestive system. The less you give your skin to process, the better. So I had to make choices like, okay, what type of skin do I have? What does my skin need? And my skin mainly needed to be hydrated. That is my thing. I don't know what yours is, but you have to stop trying to give collagen to your body, for example, and fiber and protein and magnesium and B12. Like you need to stop. That's too much for your body to process. Your body knows how to get it from natural sources when you eat like a real person. And it's the same with skin. So what my skin was lacking was hydration. And it's something that I wasn't getting from drinking or enough water or food or I, my, my skin lacks hydration naturally. So I concentrated on skincare and simplified as opposed to trying to give my, my, my skin vitamin C and hyaluronic acid and collagen and this and that. Like that's too many creams and my skin was getting overwhelmed and was getting botchy. So I decided and made a very aware decision to give my skin only what it needs and I simplified my skincare. So now I use Herborean, which is a Korean brand, but that's a very, uh, it's a Korean brand, but that's from France. I don't know if that makes sense, but it, it's, it's a thing in France. But what I like about it is that it's simple. So I use the ginseng line for moisturizing my skin and I find that it does it so good. And then I get a facial once a month. And so I get all the impurities out. And once in a while, I'll do a mask. Like there's a charcoal mask that I really like that I've posted a few times. I can't remember the, the brand name now. But Herborean also has one that's great. And so that's what I'll do. I'll use the Herborean ginseng line for morning. And there's a night cream. And I have an eye cream. So now I like Rodin and Field. I just discovered it because my friend Rachel... Uh, from Guts and Gloss sent it to me. Uh, what happened with Rachel is that she was coming to the south of France uh, this summer and I didn't know her and she sent me a message on Instagram and I answered all my messages and she said, I'm coming with my husband, he's quite sick, he can't really eat everything. Where do you suggest we go eat where he could get real food without affecting his condition? And I sent her a list of restaurants that I love where I knew he could get real food, real healthy food. And I had forgotten that I had sent this message to her and she ended up coming to the south of France and going to all these places. And then she reached out to me like a few months later and said, you know, I want to send you some products. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so nice. But you need to know that if I don't like them, I won't post them. I'm not an influencer. And she said, no, 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 I'm doing this to thank you for the recommendations. They were great. And Rachel and I became friends and I got to know her and really admire her. And she's actually going to be coming on the podcast at some point very soon because she's inspiring. But she sent me Rodin and Field products and I really love the Illuminator. I think it's an Illuminator. I have to post it in the show notes because I can't remember the names of products I use. It's terrible. But uh, I love that one. And she sent me as a little gift as well, the eye cream which I absolutely love. So now I'm doing Herborean on my skin, very simple, just a day cream and a night cream for th from their ginseng line. And I'm using the Rodin and Field around my eyes. And then I do the 
facial massage that you guys saw me doing uh, with the machine and I'll, I'll, I have posted the link before but I'll post it again and I use a Darfin uh, oil, essential oil which is rose oil to do that and I do that like once or twice a week and that's it and I realized that simplifying what I do for my skin actually cleared it up completely and the rest I get from my food. So eating real food, real vegetables, vibrantly green vegetables, vibrant colors and fruits, real fruits, not juices, not frozen fruit, not canned fruits, um, has done amazing for my skin. Uh, now, yes, I do a microneedle, like Lillian mentioned. I love microneedling. I, I buy my microneedlers now on, on Amazon. Um, I used to represent a company that uh, created the whole process here in Monaco uh, that used to do microneedling in, um, in the, their place and then they started selling it and now they pulled it out of the market because the needles are quite deep and you need to numb your skin to microneedle. But I'll do more stories on that. Actually, if you go on my Instagram in the highlights, there's a highlight that's called microneedling and I explain it all. And what that does is it micro punctures your skin with those needles that are a few millimeters long. And the micro punctures is like a micro wound that creates a collagen rush to your epidermal layer to reconstruct wherever you've, you've punctured and that plumps your skin. So I do it around my lips, I do it around my eyes. I've even gotten rid of a sunspot that I had on my forehead for a while. And what I use with that is an oil that's called Ximenia oil. And that's very rare. It's literally not on the market. I had gotten it from that lab that I, you know, was a spokesmodel for. Um, and now we are actually developing a beauty um, product that includes inulin because we discovered, Susan and I discovered that inulin was good for the skin and it was quite well known in France um, and so we tried it we took our Simply Inulin and Susan used it I think with rose water and put it all over her face and she called me and said I feel hydrated and I tried it and I had a pimple that day and I was like you know what let me try and put it with a little bit of you know rose water as well or maybe my herbor I think I used my herborean spray that day because I have an herborean spray uh, water spray uh, and I put inulin on the pimple and the pimple, pimple dried out and cleared out in like less than a day. So I started putting inulin under my eyes and around my lips and I love what it's doing. So now I'm back on the Ximenia, um, on the Ximenia crusade and we're working on getting first press Ximenia in combination with inulin that will have some great agents we're working on all that we're testing it we're our own guinea pigs here um, to bring it to you guys and that's what i'm using right now so i still use ximenia oil and right now i'm really trying the whole inulin thing um, we're probably gonna add something else in there i won't tell you what the special ingredient is but we're trying it right now and we're loving it uh, so that's it for skincare and microneedling. I hope I answered those questions. Somebody asked me, do you recommend taking inulin while breastfeeding? I'm currently eight weeks postpartum. So here is the thing. 
I don't recommend taking inulin while breastfeeding and I'll tell you why. Because I feel that babies' bowel movements are quite a thing and whatever you eat, whatever your gut is feeling, baby will feel and will end up in the diaper. And that scares me. I would say that if you feel like you're not eating enough fiber because you're repulsed by certain food like I was postpartum, then talk to your pediatrician about adding inulin. It's pure. It's not going to hurt your baby. But I'm afraid that because it makes us the first few weeks as it's working on our gut, it makes us gassy and bloated sometimes. I didn't get it, but for example, Susan got it. A few of you have sent me messages saying, you know what, I was bloated the first, the first five days and, uh, and then it subsided, but it doesn't give diarrhea or it doesn't create dumping like uh, one of my competitors said to should try and shoot down inulin. That's stupid. Um, I spoke extensively to doctors about it when I decided to put inulin forward. It does not cause dumping. It might cause bloating for some. And I would say that the reason why inulin will cause bloating the first few days, you can just lower your, do your dosage at the beginning and work it up and then it will subside and stop. Um, and then it will stop working wonders on your tummy and make it flat like a lot of your reviews and a lot of the messages you guys you guys have sent me is because it's working on your gut but so i would say don't do it while you're breastfeeding unless your pediatrician says you know what baby will do fine but you don't want to cause any of those side effects to your baby just because that might make baby uncomfortable so it wouldn't be bad it's not going to poison your baby or hurt your baby in any way it's fiber but knowing that when you're breastfeeding whatever you eat even if you eat a tomato and the acid might you know give digestive issues to your baby I, I would just you know not do it while you're breastfeeding but again if you ask your doctor and your doctor says baby can handle it because everything's been great with the baby's digestion then maybe I, I, I don't want to pronounce myself on it I wouldn't I personally wouldn't. I think you can wait until you finish breastfeeding and then you can handle, you can take care of getting your flat tummy. And congratulations, eight weeks postpartum new mama. Um, somebody said, favorite workouts other than the method, of course, or workout tips. So favorite workouts, anything with resistance bands. And the person who asked the question was Daniela C. Ferrari. Um, Favorite workout, anything with resistance bands that don't involve high density, which means jumping and, um, you know, like just fast and, but anything with resistance that's a slow, deep muscle movement. Uh, swimming is great. Bar is great. And you said other than the method, but I have to say, if you go to Pilates mat, so people that use instructors that use the magic circle no reformer and make make you work on a mat and go back to joseph pilates 40 movements that's great that is great 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 so that's what i would recommend and then Ange lynn said i know that you drink inulin as a snack but do you have other healthy snack recommendations bet yes absolutely i don't limit myself 
on um, I don't limit myself to inulin coffee or inulin tea when I want a snack I have favorite snacks um, I love to eat figs but that's a personal choice I know a lot of people don't like figs but I like to mix like figs and some nuts like cashews or macadamia nuts I really don't like peanuts um, I don't think it's good it's effect it affects my skin as well so a little bit of nuts, a little bit of, you know, fruit, always a fruit. I will always, when I feel hungry, the first sure bet that won't mess with my um, healthy choices is uh, berries. So I will have a bowl of mixed berries. And then there's one of my favorite that my grandmother used to make for me, which I absolutely love. And it reminds me so much of her and it's so healthy and it's, two walnuts cracked and peeled and you know all cleaned up mixed with pomegranate which pomegranate like just peeled pomegranate and I add a little bit of brown sugar in that and I eat it and not only does it remind me of my childhood but it's also so healthy and so filling and it's great so I love that as a snack uh, and it's real food um, Ashley Pafko said I love relationship topics what do guys find sexy in women, behavior, attitude, whatever? So, Ashley, that would have been a great question for Gilles, but he's answered it. And I agree with him and I always ask him. And my daughter Savannah always asks him. So I think I can answer from what I've seen also because I've, you know, I've experienced doing the right thing to attract men and the wrong thing too. Um, and Ashley also asked how to attract all the honeys, hot men. Um, for me, what's worked is being unapologetically myself. So each time I try to be too poised and not completely myself and I try to bottle up who I really was and a little bit of my crazy, I definitely didn't attract the right guys. Uh, and I was not the right version of myself. So let's say this this way. You attract a reflection of who you are at the moment. So if you want to attract someone to your image, considering you love yourself and you should because you're beautiful and you're amazing and you're uh, an incredible woman and that's for every woman, um, you want to be an apologetically unapologetically yourself so you can attract that same being in someone else and you could just I don't want to do the cliche of the guy's gonna love you for you who you are but the only way to be a magnet for someone who's deserving of you or and complimenting who you are is showing exactly who you are and don't be afraid don't be afraid you have to be who you are and for me the more I've become myself authentically, whether it is no longer apologizing for my mistakes or who I am or, you know, my crazy, my cursing, the, the fact that I didn't want to be a religious Jew anymore or whatever it was, I got judged for it by the community I was in or by my ex-husband because he was very religious, Jewish religious and I don't want to do that anymore. I kind of was like, fuck everybody. I don't give a shit fuck you all, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. And the minute I started to do that, appeared my perfect match. Who's Gilles? So be unapologetically yourself. And also 
just don't try so hard like removing the makeup for me starting to wear more flats and you know being more relaxed about what I look like attracted the right person and so I would say embrace it embrace it wear your flats it's sexy wear less makeup it's sexy pull your hair back it's very sexy and also what I got from Gilles and I've noticed myself men like simple so we wear a lot of prints and a lot of jewelry and a lot of sparkles and sequins we wear that for other women we wear the contouring on our faces for other women because the Kardashian did and you know it's all the trend men don't like the fucking contouring they don't want your fake fucking cheekbones they want your face and they love your face so I would say love yourself as much as men do and it's the same with they don't want your waist as skinny as it is when you photoshop it when girls photoshop it to an unhealthy skinny they like us looking like we're healthy no guy wants to be is attracted to a girl that looks like she needs to be eating a sandwich so that's what I think and that's what's worked for me um, Heather Wolf said how do you eat healthy when you go out to eat at restaurants well Heather I eat healthy all the time restaurants are the healthiest place for me to eat because I eat meat fish seafood cheese so I get my proteins, my vegetables, and if I want pasta, it's, it can be very healthy to eat pasta. I eat it as an appetizer. I try to gravitate towards real Italian restaurants when we go out and I want pasta because fresh pasta will have a less of an impact on the digestive system than boxed pasta. And I'll have pasta as an appetizer, so it's kind of like you know a treat and I'll have a half a portion which I will share with my husband and then I will have my protein and my vegetables as you know my plat de résistance which is my main course and so I eat healthy eating healthy is about eating what my body wants so when I go to the restaurant I really eat what I want and usually looking at it that way it doesn't mean that I want a burger I rarely do and if I do want a burger then I'll eat a burger but I'll make sure that I think of eating healthy like how do I nourish my skin how do I nourish my hair growth how do I nourish my body and that's knowing that I need an amount of fiber for my vegetables and antioxidants for my fruits and I need an amount of protein from my meat my lactose my cheese from my fish and knowing that being programmed to know okay my body needs rather than diet like what can I deduct from my diet my body needs the nutrients I have to give my body some nutrients so even if I want a, bur a burger which is not very nutritious I'm gonna say okay I'll have a half a burger but I need to give nutrients to my body so let me try with that and um, on that note there's something I have to talk about um, eating salads mix salads with the chicken in it and the broccoli and everything in it that is healthy um, let's go back to the leptin hormone on that if I wanted to eat a fucking salad you heard me say I would be a cow if I wanted to fucking chew on salad as a meal um, it's very true because 
for me is very true because your lept your leptin hormone, your satiation hormone, is absolutely not titillated by a plastic ball of salad. Even though you have your protein, you have all your fiber, all the vegetables, and you put very little dressing in it, nutrition-wise, on the books, it's excellent. But hormone-wise, sensors, messages going to your neurons, it's actually terrible because it's not appealing. Your body is not realizing what you're shoving in it that way. So I'll give you a test that you can try at home. That bowl of mixed salads with all of those amazing nutrients that you think are healthy for you, but at the end of the day, you're making your hormones very unhappy and you'll be hungry after two hours even though there was all that good shit in there. Try this. One day, Eat the whole salad in your ugly plastic bowl with your plastic fork and knife, so unfrench and disgusting. And the next day, take a beautiful plate, a white gorgeous plate, porcelain plate or china, whatever, and take that salad apart. Put all the broccolis together, all the chicken next to it. Take everything separately from that plastic bowl of yours and separate every single ingredient and set it in a plate in a beautiful setup, something pleasurable to look at and eat it. I bet you, you will feel very satiated, very happy and very French. So that's a great test for you. And um, that's why I say that I think salad makes people fat because as much as it's nutritious and it should make you feel satiated, your leptin hormone does your leptin hormone sorry does not respond well to that because again you're amputating yourself of the pleasure of the table and le plaisir de la table which is the pleasure of the table so in a more french manner separate all of these ingredients and set them up beautifully on a beautiful porcelain plate and eat with you know, forks and knives that are metal, not plastic. The experience hormonally, neurologically, are much better. So the whole depression that comes from being on a diet and eating salad every day kind of goes away. That's why a lot of people that eat salads every day feel that they're gaining weight or they're not losing weight. This is the reason why you're actually not doing any good for your leptin your satiation hormone, so your ghrelin hormone, your hunger hormone goes into overdrive and that makes your cortisol rise like crazy and that creates the insulin resistance that stores fat around your midsection. So that's the hormonal area of your body. Usually that's where you start feeling swollen up and, you know, retaining fat and water. Also like inner, th inner thighs, like, you know, so something to think about, to be more French in that sense. And then today I went to lunch with my mama who's in town from Miami and I asked her to show me so I could videotape her super chic and classy self. Again, how we should be sitting at the table to be skinny, chic, little bitches. I didn't say little bitches, but I could, she's kind of cool. She's become cool over time, so now I can say th things like that and she laughs. Um, 
and she always always said sit at the tip of your chair don't slouch back put your forearms on the table even if you're eating soup so you only need a spoon make sure both of your forearms are on the table so your shoulders are leveled you're sitting at the tip of your chair and at no time do you bend down to reach your food your food should always come and reach you and that actually makes your digestion so much easier smoother straighter to the point and that will keep you from having that insulin resistance fat storage around your midsection so yeah à la française very very chic can actually make you skinny i hope you enjoyed this podcast i knew that it wasn't as fun as having gilles and all of his ex sexcapade stories um but and his amazing tips he was a natural at podcasting for sure we'll have him back on don't forget to leave me your comments feedback constructive criticism i know some of you have left some reviews i spoke about it at the beginning of this podcast please leave a review whatever it is i can handle it um and of course we've spoken about inulin you know you can get it on the website the link is always in the show notes um i want to let you know and i will be making a story about that we have tried to keep shipping to the united states as low cost as possible so right now the only way that we can ship to you and that we've been shipping to you is through this system that we have which is low cost and you know keeps um inulin affordable and that's how we want to keep it so if you are looking to have inulin for christmas we won't be able to guarantee christmas deliveries if you order let's say 7 days before so if you're looking to get inulin for christmas to give as a gift i would say to go on the website right now and what we will do for christmas delivery in the next few few days we will create a 5% coupon code that i will give you on my stories and that will be for your christmas shopping because we know that becomes pricey and we want to make things easier for you you can work out with me on the virtual platform i will post a link on the show notes as well you know you have the opportunity of getting our reformer stick but if you aren't sure you want to jump right in and go for the cost of our original reformer stick we have an alternative reformer stick that is lower cost and that will do the job for a trial period and when i say a trial period it is not a free trial although we have some free workouts available for you which are flash workouts which you could do without equipment and a towel to see what the method is all about and feel the burn in your core your butt your arms and your legs and most importantly feel the clarity and the control in your mind thank you so much for listening to my podcast 
I enjoy all of the messages you guys send me. I always answer my messages on Instagram if you have any questions. One little reminder for my virtual platform members. Some of you have said that they needed a little bit of guidance and they've sent me messages. You need to know when you are on the virtual platform and you are a member, you have the opportunity of taking a video of your performance as you're doing the workout and send this video to myself and my team and we can send you some corrections and constructive comments to help you perform better with incredible and safe spinal alignment. Have the best weekend since it is Friday and big kisses, bisous from beautiful Monaco. Bye everyone!